right, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 80 of the Walking Closer podcast. This is day, I don't know, week of somewhat. I've heard like day 28-ish, but I honestly don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure I've been keeping accurate count at all throughout all of this. I'm not sure what day this is. Um, well, today is Easter, but I don't know how long we've been doing this now. I don't either. Couple weeks. Okay, <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's that's where we're at. It's um, day something in of week somewhere or another, and uh, yeah. So thought we'd do another podcast, another check in. Really want to talk about some specific things, but. Um, first of all, just kind of want to check in and, um, talk about how this past week was in comparison to the previous weeks. And so have you noticed anything different for yourself? I feel like I'm in a better place this week. Um, I'm starting to get into a little more rhythm. Um, the weekends kind of wear me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why yeah, the weekends yeah. were me out, <laughs> but I feel like by the time Saturday is over, I'm exhausted. But um, as far as this week has gone, I'm beginning to get into a rhythm, I think. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the previous weeks. Right. Yeah. Um, previous weeks, it was just, what do we got to do to function? Um and then it was, oh, I think I have this. Oh, wait, no, I don't. Hmm. And now it's more of, okay, I think I have this. And I think we are settling into what this looks like. Um, I'm still struggling with trying to find my own time with just me by myself. Um, that usually happens when I'm at the gym. Um, but that isn't taking place now. So that's a struggle. But um, I think we're starting to really find a rhythm and get into things now. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the last week was probably better than the two previous weeks. Um there was a day or two where I felt the pressure similar yeah. to the previous weeks, you know. But I guess I had more days where I felt less pressure, maybe. Yeah, and I think this past week was a little um a little more intense maybe for you just because of um the season that we're in with Easter coming up and trying to figure out how to get all that going. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little more, um, I've kind of felt that stress for you. Um, but I also felt that we as a family were starting to get into a better rhythm of what it looks like for everybody to be home and for you to be working and for us to be doing school. And even though the hours were longer this week, I felt like, we settled into it better. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, I slept a lot better, too. Um, I I worked out one morning. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Um, I uh, It's one of the things for working out for me. It's It's always been more than just about, you know, the workout itself. It's always... Um, Something that I enjoy, but 
the discipline that it takes kind of carries over to other parts of life. And so anyways, I was, I did a little workout and I had a conversation with myself, um, just about where I was and how I was not going to allow this to beat me, if yeah. you will, you know, yeah. um, I just, yeah, it was one of those pep talks and, uh, it felt good. It just naturally came on. I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I couldn't sleep, so I got up, worked out, and in the middle of the workout, you know, my mind is running, and I'm thinking, and I do a lot of thinking when I work out, and um, so it's not this mindless, lift this weight, pick it up, put it down thing, you know. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, discipline, a lot of things that go on in that for me, and so anyways, that was good. I think that was helpful, um, although I only did it one day, but the talk, the talk carried over. For more than one day, so, um, so that was good for me. And then I slept amazing that night, and quite frankly, I slept amazing every night after that. So the moral of the story is, I need to start working out more. I'm not saying you said it. Because I, <laughs> I, I am I not sleeping. I didn't say that. You said it. Um, yeah, I slept extremely well, which. You know, it's kind of the, the opposite for you. I mean, you didn't sleep good last night, and I don't know. I haven't been sleeping good. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I don't know what it is. I'll wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and be wide awake and then crash again at 5.30 in the morning and then not want to yeah. get up till 9, which is really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So overall, I think this past week, yeah, I think we're, as a family, we're finding a rhythm, which naturally happens when... You change a situation, and then you're in that situation, and then you start building some consistencies and some things that happen. Um, people get kind of used to, okay, I've seen this, I've seen this, I see, I saw this last week, I saw this the day before, you know, and we just get it, we 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 grow accustomed to it. So creatures of habit, yeah, which is why I think this was so hard to begin with because our whole life changed within hours. Yeah. And yeah. so we had, we're creatures of habit. And so we had to change that habit very quickly. And so as we've continued to maneuver <coughs> through our habits mm-hmm. and change those kinds of things, I think we're starting to find our new habits. Yeah, I'll tell new you rhythm. what, one of the biggest changes made last week was we ate out way more than we ever, <laughs> ever have before. Um, I think that actually helped it, helped it make, make, make things a little bit easier last week. Uh, I think so. In a strange way, you know? I mean, that was one of the things that I actually really enjoyed. Um, because, first of all, we don't typically eat out Not much at all. anyway. Not at all. Um, so, anytime we get any kind of, you know, fast food or restaurant or anything, it's always a special treat. Um, but I'm, I think I'll kind of, I'm kind of an old soul. Um, I've never really experienced experienced the world of DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, just that whole experience was just fun for me. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that you can order and your food gets dropped off right at your door. That yeah. was great um, because typically I am the one who goes to get the food. Yeah. And so that was, first of all, it was food that we don't typically eat. You know, and then second of all, it was dropped off, and that was just kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, that was different. Um, you know, it's nice that uh, we were able to do that. Uh, and it was more out of a matter of convenience, but hey, you know, 
it, it was I think it was a change that was a fun change for the kids and uh it it made the week a little bit easier I think. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Know? But we can't do that again. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because of all that, um, <laughs> I don't see how people do that so often. I don't. Wow. I mean, it's good. I could eat it. I mean, I could. I could do it. I just can't afford it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> good gracious. Yeah. So yeah, that was a. Uh, I think overall, I, I think last week was a bit better. Um, you know, just finding more rhythms, and we're kind of settling into some things, and so that's been good. And. Um, so yeah, there's still some difficulties, still some challenges. Um, I think some challenges that are there that wouldn't be there otherwise, but they're still good. Uh, but at the same time, and this is really what we want to talk about, is there's some good things that have happened that may not have happened otherwise. No, they may have, but maybe not in the way that they have. Um, maybe this, there's some good things that have happened that maybe you haven't even realized have happened. You haven't taken notice of. Uh, so we've been intentional about thinking about what those good things might have been, what those good things are that might not have been uh, if it wasn't for this whole social isolation th- experiment. Um, <laughs> you know, it does feel kind of like an experiment. Yeah. So, yeah, we want to talk about some of the good things that might not have happened if we were not if it were not for the social distancing. And so um, I think I think the biggest thing, well, I'll just start off. Uh, one of the things that probably would not have happened was we probably would not have done a podcast together. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least not this soon. Or, or I don't know where we would have found the time to be able to do it um, at a convenient time. Right, right. Right. I mean, I've sat with you multiple times talking about how I want to start something and I'd love to do a bod- podcast and that you have all the setup and that I can do it. And um, the problem has always come with the timing. Um, I don't necessarily have that time in normal circumstances um, because all your setup is was at the office. Yeah. And um, homeschooling for kids and taking them to all of their respective places at their respective times um, just does not allow for me to come up to the office and record a podcast. Yeah. But um, through this, you have since moved all of your stuff home. And um, it's a lot easier just to send the kids to their rooms and say, okay, this is what we're doing. Don't yeah, bother us. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I still, I still, I hear them opening up doors, closing <laughs> doors right now, right now. The kids don't listen. Preacher's <laughs> kids. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we, we probably wouldn't have done this. So this is a good thing. Um, you know, and since you've been on the podcast, the downloads, the listeners have almost doubled which makes me wonder, should I continue to be doing this and should you just take over walking closer? I'm just awesome, that's I think, all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people want to hear from me. I think they want to hear from you. Uh, yeah, so no, it's been a good thing uh, and it's been fun because we're basically just recording conversations. Right, like right? this is no different than what we yeah. typically do at 
home. It's just easier. Normally. Now because we could just turn some microphones on and talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a good thing, being able to do the podcast together and see what that was like. Um, people get a little bit more insight into who we are as a couple because typically it's just a one-sided thing, right? They, they just see me, they hear me, you and the kids are the, the, the brunt of my jokes, you know, um, <laughs> the part of the messages, you know, whatever. They just get my side of things, and I guess they don't hear from you, and maybe that's what people are craving to be able to hear from you. Yeah, I don't typically say a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, well, no, you do say a whole lot. You just not to other people. I mean, you do talk a lot. And so here we are. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just don't know. So, yeah, um, that's been a good thing, I think. That's my first thing. What's your first thing? Well, um, <laughs> so back in November, um, I'm a part of a book club, and we read this book called A Thousand Gifts. And um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the book. Um, I was not a fan of the book. Nothing against the author. It's just not my writing style. But um, the premise, I thought, was absolutely amazing. And basically, it's just writing down... Um, Things that happen throughout your day that you kind of feel like are gifts from God. Um, and basically, it it's helping you to turn bad situations into good things. You know, helping you see the positive and the negatives. And so I started that in November. And um, there were lots of months where I didn't really have a whole lot. Um, it was kind of a struggle sometimes to find those good things. But since um, this whole COVID-19 thing has come up, I have written more things down in my 1,000 Gifts notebook than, um, than I have in previous months. Hmm. Um, so I think I'm, try- I'm in a place where I'm trying very hard to find the good in everything being intentional about it so that would be my first thing is that i'm actually seeking out the good yeah well and that's the 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 point of this podcast right this episode so little did you know when that was part of your you guys is reading that this is what would be happening so (laughs) Right. right right yeah um and you know, the the things that I've written down, some are really almost insignificant. Um, we um, have like a back patio that we go sit out on sometimes at night. And it's the closest thing I have to a man cave. And the closest thing I have to like <laughs> serenity and tranquility. Um, <laughs> but um, during the spring and summer um the geckos come out and i love little reptiles i love lizards i love geckos i just think they're so cute and so fun and um so every year i'm always on the lookout for geckos and um you can you can hear them in the spring and they're just like making noises in the walls or i don't know i don't even know where they live but the other night i heard them and then all of a sudden, I saw one scurry down the house, mm-hmm. and it just made my night. And so it's those little things that I'm yeah. starting to see that I'm not sure I would have seen otherwise. Okay, so you know, another thing that I I thought of um, that 
I don't know. I I don't. I won't say that this would not have happened. I don't think that. I, I think that our current situation afforded a quicker and more convenient opportunity for this to happen. Uh, had we've had some very interesting conversations with our kids. <laughs> yes. Because um, we're all settling in to whatever this is, and part of that settling in is getting into a rhythm with being present mm-hmm. um, at various times, you know, and the kids are adjusting to me being um, available around. Mm-hmm. Right. Should I say less of <laughs> not, I wouldn't say available. They think I'm more available than I am. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. The kids just like to barge in your room, even when your door's closed. Welcome uh, to my life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but the, I'm around more often, so there's more conversations that are happening in moments even mm-hmm. if they're just small moments mm-hmm. you know uh like getting up and going into the kitchen for some water and a kid will see me and there's just words you know there's just those moments and so there's there's more of that happening mm-hmm. which is nice um you know there's more communication happening in those moments that you can miss out on yeah they just they just monotonous you know between you usually look at these moments as like really not moments they're just they're just you know voids between one moment and the next the Mm -hmm. monotonous you're walking from here you're going there you're just getting this you're just doing that and uh but no i you see the value in those moments because i'm able to have this small little conversation with a kid you know if i see the littles i'll pick on them i'll do something with them you know um faith always wants a hug and um, I'm not sure. Reagan just pops up every now and then. So, um, <laughs> but no, this is this is this is falling into these rhythms has afforded us opportunities to have more conversations. Yeah, different conversations, has. short ones and long ones. Yeah, right. Really good conversations, um, meaningful conversations, like life-altering type conversations where you share information and you say things that impact and stay with you, and you remember, you know. Um, yeah, it's been a good thing. And, I, and again, I think that it's the kind of rhythm that we're falling into that has afforded those to happen more conveniently and frequently. Yeah. Well, before all of this, we were constantly on the go. Yeah. I mean, by the time you got home from work, either I was heading out with one of the kids or I had already left. And by the time I got home with from dance with the kids or from youth events or whatever, then, you know, it's time to get kids in bed or we've got to grab dinner real fast. Like we were constantly on the go. And so we were all kind of, we all were living in the same house, but we were all missing each other. Mm-hmm. And this has afforded us the opportunity to all be in the same house at the same time, all the time. Yeah. So that those those moments can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's my next. What's your next? Well, so um, my birthday just happened to fall. Um, yeah, she turned 29 last week. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, it just so <laughs> happened to fall during all of this. And... Um, I mean, for my birthday, I typically like to just kind of hang out and just 
chill anyway. Like it's not any big celebration really. But um, we, you know, we typically have whatever meal I want. So because my meal or my birthday happens to fall during uh, crawfish season, that's like one of my go-to things for my birthday. Sadly, um, I just wasn't sure about crawfish right now, just because every place you can get crawfish has been a major hotspot for the virus. So that was kind of out. So I thought, oh, well, sushi. Sushi's really good. And then I thought, wait, sushi is cold. Yeah, not available. So we should (laughs) probably not do that. That's another (coughs) easy target for the virus. And so we were like, well, Wingstop. Um, I love Wingstop. That's um, typically like a Super Bowl meal. Mm. Um, But... That was so good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we got a wing stop. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, in the midst of my birthday, (laughs) (laughs) in the midst of my birthday, um, the girls wanted to get me something, but of course, you know, there isn't really any place open for them to get me any gifts and we wouldn't be taking them out anyway. And so they decided to choreograph dances for me. And so Faith, our oldest, um, choreographed the dances. And um, Reagan and Eden and Emma all did their own dances. Yeah, they got their hair done. Yeah, like they did a dress rehearsal. They did their hair. They got all dressed up. Like it was a big production. And um, that wouldn't have happened had we not been in this kind of situation. And then, um, along with my birthday, we just, like, we, I just realized that, um, our neighborhood little girl's birthday was the same day. And so she was turning six. And so they were outside and they were having like a parade of their friends, you know, drive by and drop off gifts and wave hi. And, um, Eden and Emma saw them outside. So they went and said, Hey, and, they realized it was her birthday, so they got cupcakes and they said happy birthday. And so I went next door to wish her a happy birthday as well. I came home and a little bit later the doorbell rings and the little girl's sister had written a big happy birthday sign on our sidewalk in chalk. And she had taken little arrows. She like drew arrows from our front porch to where the sign was. And she said, follow the arrows. And so that was like a really sweet gift. Yeah. And then to top it all off, like I've never had a birthday like this. Um, I got a police parade. <laughs> she got arrested. <laughs> Somebody commented um, <laughs> that you were the less police, than six feet apart. <laughs> the police yeah. came to my party and I was like, well, you know, I just know how to throw them, you oh. know? <laughs> But um, since this little girl... Uh, I wasn't invited. No. I wasn't invited. (laughs) I know how to throw them. (laughs) But since the girl, you know, is out there, the cops were just kind of doing their little thing just to make sure people were adhering to social distancing. And um, one cop drove by and he went and got another cop and they drove by and then they told the family, hold on, just don't don't leave. Stay outside a little bit longer and uh, we're going to have a big parade for you guys. I just so happened to come outside to take a picture of my sweet little thing that 
on the sidewalk and they called me over there. And so I got to have a police parade for my birthday as well. (laughs) So it's weird and quirky, but it's something that would have never happened ever had this not taken place. (laughs) No, I I could hear the sirens and I thought they were off in a distance. And then there was one cop car passed. And then another pass, and then another pass, and they just kept like, what in the world is going on, weirdos? And uh, yeah, and then it's my wife walking up. <laughs> Did you hear what happened? Did you hear the sirens? Oh my goodness, yeah. So that was kind of just something fun. Yeah, that's pretty special. That's pretty special. Um, man, I think something that lots of people will appreciate about this is that think about all of the movies that have come available for people to watch like immediately almost right like like several by Disney Universal several other movies that have been released um and even even if you some of them were just for rent at this point and it's like 20 bucks to rent like that that's nothing like so we love movies I like movies, we never go to the movie theater because it's too expensive, <laughs> right? Like all six of us going, yeah, we it's not happening. And so we typically are the people who wait for them to come out, and we rent them, or you know, we like we have Prime and Disney Plus and Netflix and so forth, and um, so that's pretty much how we watch our movies. And we have Friday, Friday night, movie night, movie yeah. Night. So. And uh, but man, some of the movies that become have come available as a result of this have I don't know I find it pretty special um, considering what they were you know little things like that that make this a little bit more palatable. Yes. Right? So you guys can't see, but as soon as he mentioned the movies, my face just lit up and I had this big smile <laughs> because. <laughs> Um, when all of this first started, I, um, I saw that Disney, Disney was going to release Onward on April 3rd and I, I I just started crying because I was like, they just put that out in the theaters. Like that is unprecedented for them to put something out in theaters and then to make it available for live streaming. Mm -hmm. Like that just doesn't happen. And to, to know just, you know, this was weeks prior, but to know that in a few weeks that movie is coming out was just huge for me. And now, you know, other people are starting to put movies out, like the Trolls movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I mean, it's just, it's those little things that brighten your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They make it, they make this whole experience just a little bit easier. Um, and I, I really, I think like a lot of other people appreciate the, appreciate those gestures. You know, um, they seem small and insignificant. They seem, you know, in some light might seem just, you know, really, really shallow. But, you know, at the end of the day, these are affording us opportunities, even with our kids at this point, to experience something that, well, we wouldn't have had. Had, had opportunity to experience, right, you know, right. uh, at this soon anyway. Right. You know, so yeah. Well, um, we got two letters in the mail 
this week too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, it's good. It just one was from a little girl and one was from her mom and just the words in those letters. Yeah, you know, perfect timing. Yeah, really we don't we don't do that anymore. Snail mail is not a thing anymore. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So shout out to Janie and Autumn. Autumn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the the letters, Janie, if you are listening, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much, uh, Autumn. Thank you. That was uh, very sweet. Very, very, very sweet, and uh, came at the right time. It was really, I read that and I thought either she gets it or her mom told her what to write. And you said. Oh no, she gets it. Yeah. Along, and then as I was saying that, (laughs) my oldest daughter said, oh no, she gets it at the same time. (laughs) That was awesome. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. Shout out to Janie and Autumn for, you know, sending uh, those letters last week. It was, yeah, it was pretty special. Pretty special. Um, Something else. Especially because last week was Holy Week, and today's Easter, so Mm -hmm. we're recording this Easter afternoon, and, um, you know, being with Holy Week and our current circumstances and so forth, I think that we had an opportunity to see it in a different light. I know it did. This was a good thing for me. It did force me to see things differently, Um, whereas I went through Holy Week really probably experiencing more of the feeling and the mood and some of the emotions, uh, the tension that was there um, for Jesus and the disciples during that week. Um, And then it forced me to see Good Friday differently in a different light. And it also caused me to think a little bit more and see a few different things about even Easter, Easter morning, Easter day, um, that made me consider um, probably more of what the mood was like for them as well. And so I went back into the text and I looked at different words that are used to describe the feelings or the emotions or the mood, um, the expressions. And they were all very similar to, I think, things that we've experienced and others have experienced over the last couple of, couple of weeks since all this started. And it got me thinking that, you know, Easter morning, we see we have this picture, I think, in our minds that the disciples were waiting to see whether or not Jesus was going to raise from the dead. First of all, um, I don't believe that. I don't think that there was any indication that they actually understood or realized that, yeah, this was, he was literally talking about a resurrection. They were all mourning. They were grieving. They were hiding for fear. I don't think they were waiting to see if Jesus was going to be raised from the dead. I don't think they had any expectation of that at all. Secondly, um, that kind of gives you an idea of what the mood was. You know what it's like after a loved one dies, some tragic thing happens. The tone, the mood, the ambient feeling that's happening, the tension that, you, that you're kind of, you know, not even swimming in, you're drowning in it. Um, it's heavy, right? Uh, that's probably more of what, at least it appears to me that the the scenario was. And then you have the women who visit the tomb and, you know, the body's not there. And, and there's four different accounts and expressions of that account kind of vary. Um, we put them together and we get a, a glimpse of, or an idea of what it was like. But 
um, there was still some disbelief. It seems like even the only one who seems to have really got the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead was Mary Magdalene. Even the other women with her, it seems that they went home afraid and trembling because they weren't. But Mary actually goes to the disciples, and Peter and John run to the tomb. But they even walk away confused, wondering what happened here, because it they did not understand just yet that the Scripture said that he must rise from the dead. And so even after they realize that it wasn't the body there, Mary's telling them that he is risen. She's even seen him herself. Um, they didn't believe. They thought that it was some kind of tale, this idle tale, idle talk. Um, you know, and it wasn't until later on in the day, into the evening, okay, towards the end of the day, that you know the bomb drops, right? And it's, oh wait a minute, like, oh this is real, like, yeah, Jesus says this. I'm right here. They're thinking it's a ghost. And it's like, no, listen. Um, look at my wounds. Look at look at look at, look at me. You know, a spirit ghost would not have these things. But in fact, you know, let me show you. You have anything to eat? You know, a spirit's not gonna not gonna be eating. So give me some food. And they gave him some broiled fish, and he ate it. And it's like, yeah, see, I'm literally here with you. Um, and then the rest is history, right? But the light, the, the moment didn't really change drastically where there's maybe more excitement in the air until later on. But for the, all intents and purposes, I would say that the way that our day is, the way we're feeling, kind of this, this, this mood that we are in, and I would say just ambient mood. It's kind of in the background. It's just there. It's present. It's probably more like what that first Easter Sunday was, and this actually helped me see that more. So, yeah, there's there's something that, Probably would not have happened this soon. Right, right. right. Um, this Holy Week and Easter has been very, very different for me. Um, I mentioned last week, you know, that I um, I gave up doing for Lent. Um, and that's that's been a whole other story in and of itself. But as I entered into Holy Week, um, I found myself not even being able to think about it. Um, the grief was very real. Um, I mentioned last week how So I you're actually going through it as opposed to just being a person who is observing a narrative of right. a story. Right, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I mentioned last week how I felt... felt like I had felt when family members had passed away, yeah. like that mm-hmm. wave of grief that just hit. And so I couldn't even, I couldn't read about what was going to take place. I couldn't, I couldn't open my Bible. Um, devotionals were really hard for me. Like I'd, I had to step completely away because I was literally in the grief stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Good Friday comes along and I just couldn't. I, I couldn't even think about what we're supposed to think about on Good Friday. Like, I couldn't think about the cross. I couldn't think about Jesus. I couldn't think about how people felt. Uh, I, I, could, I just could not go there. Um, and then typically on um, Holy Saturday, I, I, I'm typically in this, like, waiting period. Like, I'm, I'm in limbo. I typically don't know how to feel 
Well, this yesterday, this past Saturday, mm-hmm. I was just still in this grieving moment. This it just it, it just was weird. And so last night I had a hard time sleeping. I woke up at three thirty. I um I heard some storms coming in. I tried to go back to sleep, couldn't go back to sleep. I went into the living room and I was gonna I started reading my Easter devotionals. Like, this is Easter. I've got to get with the program. I need to spend some time with Jesus. And I read them, and they were great. <laughs> you got to get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read them. They were great. But I just, I, I just wasn't there. And so I laid down on the couch, and I just listened to the rain. And I just asked God, just come Come with me in this moment. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So I just need you to come with me in the moment. And I crashed on the couch. Um, then my kids started waking up, so I went back in my bed, and I crashed some more. So then I woke up this morning, and I'm like, oh, it's Easter, yay-ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just wasn't really ready for that. Yeah. Um, you get on social media and, you know, you see, you know, this isn't the normal Easter, but here, watch this church online and watch this church online. Like, everybody's all happy and I'm just not there. Yeah. I'm not happy. Yeah. And I began to think, you know, maybe that's okay. Yeah, it is. Because the people that watched Jesus die, those that he loved and those that were closest to him, weren't happy yeah. on that day. Yeah. They were still in shock and mourning and, and grieving and depressed and fearful. They were hiding. They were scared. And that, that yes, that's <laughs> that was me this morning. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I noticed, oh my goodness, it's sunny. Like, there was these huge storms between three thirty and five thirty this morning, and now it's completely sunny. And so I just kind of started thinking about how, you know, on that Good Friday when he died, how the storms that came and um, how when he resurrected, how the light was shown, metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the weather was that day, but it was the, snowing. It, you know, it <laughs> might have been. <laughs> um, but the light that was shining. And so I thought, I'm going to go for a walk. I just need to get out and go for a walk. So I go walking, and um, my goal is to walk at least three miles right now. Um, Lots of different reasons, but I need to walk. Mm -hmm. So I went outside, and I started walking, and I walked down the street, and there were were three little Easter eggs in the yard. And then on the other side of their yard, there was three more Easter eggs. And then I went to the next house, and there were three Easter eggs. So somebody on that street was an Easter bunny and dropped little <laughs> eggs. And it brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. And so I turned the corner, and there's a cross. Somebody had put a cross with a little uh, white sheet around it mm-hmm. to represent, you know, mm-hmm. all that has taken place. And the tears started streaming again. And then I realized, you know what? I am in this just like those people were back then. Yeah. I am mourning and I am going through it. And I had felt guilty because I hadn't made Easter for my children. 
You know, I'm like, I should be the parent who talks about Jesus to my kids and why this is so important. And I should be reading the Easter story and I should be doing all these things for my kids and I'm not. Hmm. But that's okay. In that moment, I was Peter who left Jesus when he was being sent to be crucified on that Good Friday. He left and sat by the fire. That's what I did. I left. Mm. I couldn't handle being with Jesus in that moment. But as we continue to read through the story, we see that Jesus spent some special time with Peter. And really, you know, loved on him and and set things out for him a little bit more than um, what you see with the others. And I thought, you know, that's okay that I left him for that moment because he's still loving me and he's still going to cuddle me and and not he's not going to leave me because I left him. And so after walking my three miles, um, I came home and I can rejoice now. Like mm. I went through all of those stages in just a couple of days, really, mm. <laughs> I guess. But clarify what you mean by left him. What do you What do you mean? Um. So normally for Holy Week and especially Good Friday, um, I really sit at the cross. I put myself right there, and I'm walking. You know, as he is. Um, being taken to trial. I put myself in that place and I try to really feel what he would be feeling. So you're talking about what your normal practices are. Yes. Prior to Easter, during Holy Week and the experiences that you have, the intentionality that is there, the things that you typically do, maybe the disciplines that you've engaged in as a result of the current circumstances, you know, with the the cross, et cetera, et cetera. And you're saying that, and again, this is to clarify for people, you're saying that you didn't do that. No. No, I didn't walk with him. Yeah. Um, Like if you, you know, when, um, you know, Jesus tells Peter, you're going to deny me three times, Mm -hmm. you know, and Peter's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that, Lord. And, um. So all the events take place and, um, you know, Peter is sitting, you know, Jesus gets taken to trial and Peter doesn't follow. Mm-hmm. Um, that was me. I didn't follow Jesus there. Um, I didn't even read about Jesus. You know, for mm-hmm. me, it's reading the Bible and contemplating those things and taking those devotionals in. And, you know, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So um, then Peter when he's by the fire, he gets asked, "Hey, I know you. You were you were with that guy. You were with Jesus." And Peter's <clears> like, "No, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about." And that was kind of me. Like, I don't want to even be associated with Jesus in this moment right now. I can't walk through Good Friday and Holy Saturday right now. There's too many other distractions, too many other things that are making me feel down and depressed and that there's just too much going on. I can't, I can't be with Jesus in this moment. And so, um, I kind of felt like Peter just stepping away, 
I, I wasn't following him like I typically do. Um, I try to really make this time of year really big for my kids so that they can see the importance of why we believe what we believe and um, why Easter is so much more than just the bunny and the chocolate. You know, I try to really engage them in this whole process, and this year I didn't. And so I kind of felt like I just stepped away. Mm-hmm. And so there was that guilt. Um, just like Peter felt when he realized, you know, when Jesus looked at him that last time, there was that guilt that he felt of, oh, <laughs> Jesus was right, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And so I kind of felt that guilt this morning, but then as I just kind of spent that time walking in the sunshine, um, I realized that I kind of walked the whole thing in a different way this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just different. Yeah. Just everything's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think different is good. You know, I mean, every Easter has been different for me in some form or fashion. Um, it doesn't look the same at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the big things here is realizing that you don't need to be tied to a former expression the way you did it the year before doesn't necessarily mean that it has to yeah, it has to be repeated this year and because you feeling like you walked away from something doesn't mean that you did it just means that you experienced it differently um and that's okay yeah like you don't have to express it or experience it the same way Ever. More than once. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's when we start defining what this experience should be like, what the mood should be like, what this should be like for us, and then even what we think we should be doing with this. Um, that's where I think we get into the trouble, right? And we start gauging, basing every experience hereafter of Easter or of this holiday or of that day or that experience on the last one. And they all have to be equal or outdo one another. And then when it's different, all of a sudden we feel like, wow, like I am not in this at all. But the reality was, no, you literally were in it. Right. You were living it. Right. Um, And you didn't have to open up your Bible and read the story. You know the story. And you're walking in it, right? right? You're right. experiencing it, and so, um, see, that was unexpected for me. There, there you go. Things like this really help you see how they can help you see how. Yeah, it looks different right now, and that's okay because what it looked like last year, that was fine for last year, right? Right, right. But it doesn't have to be the same now. And it is, for all intents and purposes, I would say it would probably be a little less fruitful if you tried to make it like it was. Right, yeah. Right? Um, And so, yeah. Well, in my Thousand Gifts notebook, um, I actually wrote a different Easter. Yeah. Because I do believe that that was a gift. And it's good, and it needs to be. I think it needs to be. It, It really does. And I think... That's another thing, right? Like something like things like this can help 
they keep you on your toes, man. Um, they help you realize how stuck we get to, how stuck we, 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 we are on certain traditions and doing things in a certain way and things looking a certain way. And I'm not opposed to traditions at all. Um, I mean, pick some, pick one, pick any, you know, but at the same time, um, if we're not careful, we can do either do some harm or we can cause ourselves to miss out on some things because we're so stuck to a tradition or something looking a certain way. And therefore we feel like we have missed it if we don't experience it in that way. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. That's good. So, you know, I'll have one. I'll share one last thing. Um, and it's kind of in line with this. It this whole experience has made me face more things about myself in a short period of time than probably any other <laughs> any other experience. Um, you know, and I, as an as an example, um, you know, I have. And recognizing some things about myself, I recognize that, you know, I, I'm a person I think who needs validation more than I realized I did. And that um, not having that has caused me to at times question my purpose, why I'm even doing this, and even maybe question whether or not I, you know, I find myself having to do different things differently. And in the process of doing those, I've, I've asked things like, why even do this? Like, what's the point? You know, um, because the the conversation has changed for me. I'm I'm accustomed to conversation, face to face. Even whenever I'm preaching, I don't see that as I see that as a conversation. Um, like literally, for me, it's like a conversation, and I wouldn't mind if people would join in the conversation. Uh, if we could do that in a in an orally way, you know, <laughs> uh, in a in a respectful way, but. Um, I look at it as a conversation. I feed off of people's reactions, energy. It's a, I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, sure, I have things that I want to say, but doing that face-to-face is much different. And so the conversation's changed for me because it's now it's not a conversation. It's just about content. And I feel like this is a one-sided relationship right now. And it's just me. Boom. That's it. Putting stuff out there. And one-sided relationships aren't fun. Right. Right? They're not fun at all. Um, And so as a result, and I say all this not to be a downer, but to say all this because as a result of that, this situation, you know, bringing me down to where where I'm I'm thinking right now, what I'm saying, um, that's caused me to face that about me, face that about, those are realities, you know. Um, and And it's good. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I like this sort of thing. I like face or like coming to an awareness of some things about myself the realizations of things um sometimes they're good sometimes they're not good or bad they just are and sometimes yeah there needs to be some improvements and there needs to be some conversations that are had and you know some understanding of things but for me it's a time for growth and so i like becoming more and more and more Mm self-aware and so this is like this is that petri dish you know, where you've just you've just put some things in there, and you're seeing the growth. You're seeing things right. happen. You know, yeah. uh, and for me, I love it. I absolutely love. Uh, it's hard, 
and it can be heavy and it can be challenging. But when the more and more clarity I receive about myself and about other things, but specifically right now about myself, um, that's opportunity for growth. And that's what I love. I thrive on that. That's what I want because it's from that place that I minister. It's from that place that I can help people. It's from that place that I can try and in this moment, try and produce content, content, (laughs) even as one sided as it seems. Um, but yeah, it, that's the place from which I can minister. I can't minister from any other place. And, and no one can truly minister from a place that is not something they've lived. Right. You can't minister. You can't be taught this stuff in a classroom. Okay. This is stuff. You can only minister from your experiences is what I'm trying to say. Because um, that's all you really have to offer. Otherwise, it's just words repeated, things you've heard said, lines you're, you know. And they all could be good things and helpful things, but true ministry yeah, that comes from that place of experience, of growth, of failure, of, you know, bruises, of, you know, being in the valley and um, your experiences with, you know, walking with, with Jesus. That's where that comes from. And th- this is that moment for me. Mm-hmm. This is that moment for me. So, yeah, I think that's a big thing. Yeah, I've had several of those myself. Um, <laughs> some that aren't so big, like... When I look at stuff on DoorDash, I need pictures. <laughs> um, if you don't show me Taco what you're... Taco Bell is the easiest <laughs> restaurant to order off of on DoorDash. Just saying. But if you don't have pictures, I'm not ordering. Yeah. Um, Sonic? nuh Too difficult. <laughs> not with a family of six and picky eaters. I'm not a picky eater, but you know. <laughs> um, so there's been those kinds of things that I've learned about myself. Yeah. Um, but there's been those deep-seated things that I've really um, sat in and just let grow so that I can see, oh, this is something within me that this is why I'm feeling this way in this moment. And um, it's through that that I can grow. And I've noticed with my children, they're feeling some of the same things I'm feeling. And so after I've sat in my stuff and I'm learning stuff about me, that's when I can then minister mm-hmm. to my children mm-hmm. and help them walk through this too. Yeah. So, yeah. Good experiences. Definitely good experiences. <laughs> All right. So, there it is. We have, if it wasn't for this, you and I would not have done a podcast almost going on 60 minutes. And so, um, we could keep going, but I think that's probably going to be, <laughs> be enough for now. So, yeah, there it is. Um, what might not have been. <laughs>